Today has new computer and new train station. Yeah, you know, my work computer. It, uh, we found out it's seven years old. This is, uh, you know, one of the, in computer years, that's like, that's like 100 years old. This is it's one of those Mac laptops. And of course, since I've been working from home, mostly since the pandemic, the, the computer is very important. Now, it still works, but they were talking about, oh, I think it's about time we got new computers. And they're like, wow, Frank's is the oldest, seven years old. Well, it's from 2016, so that is a long time ago now, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, they. I, th- I thought you know this is going to be this months-long process, you know, like 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 in the corporation, oh, like like eight months later, oh, here's your new computer, Frank. But somehow, I don't know, it happened very quickly, like in a week. So now, uh, yeah, I'm going to work today in New York City, and uh, swap out my uh, my MacBook for a new one. It should be interesting. It's one of those things like back in a certain time period, like, you know, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, perhaps, you know, seven years of technology. It's going to be a lot different, but I'm not expecting this one to be that much different. Probably more small incremental things, you know, battery life, slightly better screen. Certainly has to be a better keyboard because uh, this was the worst of the worst keyboard, uh, the butterfly keyboards that Ma- that Apple made. They even got sued. There was a class action lawsuit because these keyboards were horrible. I mean, you type on this keyboard, every other every other letter doesn't even like show up on the screen. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean I plug in a keyboard because there's no way I could I could work on that keyboard. But so yes, they have improved the keyboard apparently. <laughs> Can't get much worse. How could it be any worse, you know? Like, of course, but apparently like some of my coworkers already got their new computers. They're like, yeah, the keyboard's good. <laughs> Finally, Apple figured out how to make a good keyboard. They do make some weird like issues. Remember they had that the the mouse that was a puck? Remember the circular mouse they had back in the day? With those different like candy colors? And like when you go to grab it, you have since it's a circle, you have really no idea like what the orientation would be, right? <laughs> so you have to kind of grab it and then sort of see where... This was a wired one, so you see where the wire's coming out of the front and sort of align yourself that way, whereas most other mice, you know, it's elongated. It's like a sort of a rectangular shape in general, or an oval shape. And you kind of get a sense of the directionality of it. Yeah, so anyway... Yeah, that's going to be kind of kind of cool, kind of groovy getting a new computer... Now, of course, you know, I, it's amazing. I mean, the, listen, I am not a fan of Apple computers. Oh, no, a dead squirrel. Oh, God. That's so sad. Yes, I'm walking to my bus stop now. Dead squirrel. It doesn't, I, I mean, it, it almost looks like it just, I mean, like, when a squirrel dies of old age, does it just kind of, like, fall out of the tree onto the sidewalk? And, like, that's it? I mean, I don't know. Very sad. Anyway, well, where, where was I? Yeah, um, you know, I do admit that uh, that Apple makes a, a, a quality computer, but I really, you know, for home use, personal use, I, uh, I I became very disenchanted with them around the year 2000. I did buy the last beige G3 tower. You know, there was a glorious time where computers were beige, a beige plastic, sort of a what would you say? A tan, a light brown, whatever whatever you want to call that color. 
most computers were various shades of, of beige or tan. And it was just a different time. And uh, I got the uh, yeah, G3, Mac, Macintosh G3, last beige tower. And uh, that was in 1998. That was the last Mac I bought for home use. And a uh, great computer. I mean, it just lasted and lasted. In this case, it was weird because... I got it before it was that was kind of that was before USB became a thing, right? <clears throat> and um, so it had those the SCSI and the DIN eight ports in the back, and eventually I actually bought a card to expand it to FireWire four hundred, which of course was better than USB, but much slower than USB two. People don't know the struggles we went through back then, especially with SCSI. SCSI, Small Computer Serial Interface. You know, yeah, you have a hard drive, you have some sort of peripheral, you plug it into your computer and it works. First of all, SCSI, you know the size of like a little USB connected? SCSI is like three or four inches along. You got to jam it in the back of the computer and then there's these little clippy things you got to clip to hold it in. And then you, you turn everything on and it doesn't recognize it. There, it was such a fickle system each device, there were these little numbers that you had to get like a little paper clip and unfold it. And this is little, you had to click inside and it went from like zero to nine or zero to eight. No one really knew what it meant, but if you had SCSI, and the thing is, it was a SCSI chain. That is, you plugged one into your computer and then into the first peripheral, then you plugged the first peripheral into the second peripheral. It was like a chain. So, if you had three or four devices, you turn it on, listen, it's not going to work. So what you do is you change the order, and then you start... Oh my god, a rotten pumpkin. Ugh. It's half green, half orange from rot and mold. Yeesh. What am I... What's wrong with this sidewalk? This is like the sidewalk of horrors over here. <laughs> Dead squirrels, rotten pumpkins. I mean, when was Halloween? It's, it's the end of January now. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway... Um, yeah, so you had the, the order in which the devices went. So you might have had like a, an Opti drive, you know, one of those magneto-optical drives. You might have had like a, I don't know, a zip drive. Were those scuzzy? They may have been. You know, an external hard drive. And so you started to switch around the order, which the more peripherals you add, the more possibilities there is for the order, obviously, right? So... Then each one had that little number that you could, you, you took the, the paper clip and you had to stick it in there and change the number. So what you would do, it was called, you know, it was informally called scuzzy voodoo. So some people were really good at it. You just kind of got a feel for it. You're like, I think I'm going to change the four, the five on this hard drive to a three. And instead of being first in a chain, it'll be second, right? You just kept changing all of these configurations until it worked and eventually it would work but you'd spend half the day trying to hook up a new peripheral with the SCSI you know DIN 8 was the uh, little circular port mo mostly for a keyboard and mouse yeah and that, that machine did not have USB uh, and then right after that model and by the way I spent an ungodly amount of money on that thing but it gave me many years of use 
This was in back in 98, which was kind of a few years ago now, no? as it is 2023 now. How many years is that? So 98 to 2008 to 2018. Ooh, 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Uh, around that time, I was really getting into, you know, I, I had my Dreamcast, my Sega Dreamcast. And, um, you know, to me, Sega Dreamcast was one of the best video game systems ever. And I bought a bunch of the games, you know, in the store. But you could download the games, you know, you could pirate the games and burn them, you know, for free. And so I couldn't ever afford to buy that many games, but I wanted to play them anyway. When I want something and I don't want to pay for it. You walk right. No, it's not stealing. Piracy. No, come on. Anyway. So, uh, you know, I went on these websites and it's, you know, you could download. I think they were just sort of like, I think they were CD-ROMs, right? Or were they DVD-ROMs? I can't even remember at this point. But anyway, uh, so I really wanted to download these games. You could get Japanese games that weren't even available here, et cetera, et cetera, right? So... You go on the website, and it says, like, uh, here's your instructions um, of how to burn this. If you're on PC, you know, Windows, um, get a program called Alcohol 120%. It's free. Uh, insert CD-ROM, load the, load the image you just uh, downloaded, and hit, hit burn. Done. Stick it in your Dreamcast and play. I'm like, wow, that's so easy. I can't believe this. Oh, but if you have a Mac, <laughs> it shows like this 18-step process, which never even worked. It was like, open this program, convert this file into this file, do this, that. I mean, it was like this insane series of steps. I'm like, and, and I tried it. I think one or two worked. Most of them didn't work. It was converting things and this and that. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God just get me a PC. So I think I got, I think I bought like one of those gateway 2000s or something. I remember there was some weird thing where I like, I bought the computer and then instantly it like went on sale. So I, I, I called them up and asked them if they could just cancel the order. So I, if I or apply, they're like, no, we can't do that. And then it became some sort of big thing. And I sort of threatened to report them to the better business bureau. This was a long time ago, around 2000. They eventually gave me my money back. I don't remember all the details of it, but it was rather ugly. But anyway, was it that one or was it... What was the other one? Not Was it Dell, maybe? Dell? The one where you bought it online? Gateway was the one that had, like, the cow theming, you know, sort of like the uh, the white boxes with the, the black spots, like a cow. Remember, they used to have Gateway country stores. I, I did a whole episode where, where, I, where I was playing one of those uh, the videos from uh, Gateway Country. It sort of had sort of a farm theme. You go in there, it's like you're in the theming is like of a farm, but you're buying computers, yeah. Anyway, so there was the Dreamcast burning issue. And then also, perhaps much more important to me, was MAME, the multi-arcade machine emulator. MAME um, is a continuing project where it seeks to simulate or emulate all of the uh, video games. You know, starting off with the arcade games, 
but eventually it merged with MES, and now it does every every kind of game on every home computers, home consoles, everything, handhelds. But back then, you know, it's updated every month, and back then they were adding tons of new games every release, right? So basically, there were thousands of games. Again, the arcade video games that you could now play on your home computer, like for free, because it, it and it was, you know. It always was sort of a gray area, the ROMs and stuff. I know technically they weren't permitted, but whatever. Everyone trading these ROMs. But back then, like, I would look at the release notes every month and, like, oh, my God, look at this new game is coming out. Like, uh, like, uh, puzzle, <laughs> puzzle, bo- a bubble bobble, is, is it now available? Oh, my God. You know, you know, like, a do, 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 do. Right, quite an earworm that theme song. So, uh, if you had a PC, it's like, uh, well, download the latest version. It came out day one. It was very, you know, someone built a, uh, you know, saved out a, a com- they compiled it, you know, because it's this is based on source code. But you could get it the day one. For the Mac version, you'd have to wait a week, two weeks, a month, two months. And anyone on those message boards that are like, listen, could you get this out a little... Listen, it'll be out when it's out, okay? I have other things to do. Compile your own version if you know how. All these nasty people. And So, like, if I had a PC, I could have played the game today. On a Mac, I have to wait a month or more, depending on the whims of these people saving out the, the, comp- the compiling it or whatever. And listen, no one's asking them, so how is it the PC people are compiling it immediately and the Mac people are, like, taking a month? I don't know. It's, 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 it's all volunteer labor, obviously. These are all people that are not making any money. They're just doing it because they're hobbyists and they love it. But that also prompted me to get away from the Mac. And then, of course, at work around that time, I was working on Macs. But this was around the time OS X launched. And we were still using... OS X didn't play very well with our professional stuff we were using, such as Quark Express or Adobe Photoshop. Especially Quark Express was especially hard hit by the switch over to, um, to OS X, you know, the OS X, 10X, yeah. Um, and for years, it was like a chore to, to work. And anyway, and I did love the Mac operating system up to, up to System 9. You know, I think I started on System 6. But System 10 made it very different. It lost a lot of its elegance and... I think that along all these this time, you know, when when the first Windows came out, yeah, Macintosh was light years beyond it. But as time went on, <coughs> Windows became fairly equivalent with Mac. Anyway, so I, I I dumped Mac for home, but they do have quality computers. I still have that. I still have my G3 tower. I haven't turned it on. I might even still work. I have no idea. Interestingly, I got a computer from uh, my brother's girlfriend she had one of the computers after that I think it was one of those the ones that had like uh, clear frosted plastic and like blue accents and um, I remember I was using that one and I had a bunch of stuff on there and I had to transfer a mass amount of stuff like uh, you know hundreds of gigabytes over USB 1 I never remembered how slow USB 1 was it was it took like weeks to copy this stuff it was it was amazing i didn't i had no memory that it was so horrible usb1 but it was i mean it was like an ancient format 
USB 2 is so much faster. Anyway. But I'm going to be getting a new computer today, which is very cool. And uh, additionally, the new train station. Yes, Grand Central Madison, the train station under the train station, right? I have been talking about this, fantasizing about this. It's so dreamlike that they built a new train station under the train station. I actually remember, I don't know, it must have been 15, 20 years ago, going over to uh, my wife's cousin's house out in Long Island and having a party, and one of her friends from Long Island was there, and he was one of the guys that was uh, in charge of the dynamite. He was, he was, they were actually, can you imagine, under, uh, underneath, Penn, uh, Grand Cent- underneath Grand Central Station, they were, um, <coughs> sorry, the bus is coming. They were blowing up the rock. All right, I'll be, I'll, I'll be back. All right, here we are, Port Authority Bus Terminal. Same as it ever was. I'm sure this will be torn down within the next few years and a new bus terminal will be made. Ugh, just, it's so similar to how it would have been even like back in the 80s. I used to come through here in the 80s. Yeah, but it was a real quick bus ride. There was no, really no traffic, no traffic jams at all. It was amazing. Yeah, my wife had told me that uh, she thought the Lindhurst Bridge was out and that there may have been a delay, but it wasn't. I, the, a guy and a guy at my bus stop said, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I saw a sign that's going to be closed for painting next week or this week." And oh, who knows about these things? Yeah, I was playing some mahjong on the bus. Uh, I, I use kimono mahjong, K-E-M-O-N-O, kimono mahjong. That's uh, real easy to play. You know, you're not online or anything. You're just playing against against AI opponents, and it's vertical, and it's. Uh, this is a great way to play Mahjong. Mahjong is... This is Ricci Mahjong, as I talked about on last episode. Mahjong is one of the more misunderstood games out there. Um, forget everything you know about Mahjong. Ricci Mahjong is the Japanese Mahjong. It's just a fantastic game. I know you're thinking about that solitaire game where the Mahjong tiles are in a grid and you have to remove them in pairs. Or you're thinking of American Mahjong... You know, the old Jewish women playing, like, like, like Mahjong. No. I mean, uh, that game is similar to Ricci Mahjong, but it's... Uh, Ricci is its own kind of thing. And, like, I have to admit that I am playing at a very basic level. It's still really fun to play. But I know there's so much more I could learn, and I could get so much better at the game. But I do feel that... I, I mean, I've gotten past the bare beginner level, and maybe slightly into the intermediate phase but it's a wild game man but and, um, I would I would normally play like you know I like playing Mahjong Soul where you're playing against other people but if you just have a few minutes Kimono is the best it's a, it's a pay pay app but it's worth it to play Mahjong okay I just paused there and went to the restroom and uh, you know I know I've mentioned this before but you know, in the men's room, there are urinals. And these urinals are, you know, the porcelain basins that you urinate into. And there is uh, plenty of room to, uh, to urinate into. Uh, underneath every single one of these, and I can't even imagine how, there's just pools of urine underneath every single one of these, uh, the, the row of, of urinals. I can't even imagine, I'm trying to sort of visualize, you'd have to like stand back and deliberately piss on the floor 
how is it that every single one, and they must clean it every few hours, how is it people are pissing on the floor when there's a, a urinal there? Kind of makes you lose faith in humanity. <laughs> what is going on? Why would someone deliberately do that? Or are they just... I don't know. It is very, it is very disheartening to see. Yeah. Oh, look, they saw all their Christmas decorations up. It's almost February, guys. Come on, let's uh, take those decorations down. They don't feel special if they're up half the year. Ooh, look, an interesting sticker on the, uh, the railing, the, the, the rubber railing of the uh, escalator. Some sort of dude with sunglasses and a beard and mustache. Oh, look over there. That, remember in, uh, in Ramble, that video, that escalator over there was busted back in 2008, 15 years ago. I guess they fixed it since then. Yes, obviously, yes. And look at this in the Hudson News. They still have the sign up. We are open for business. Your health matters to us. We ask that you maintain social distancing. Stay six feet away from each other. Really, I think they can take. I think they can take that down along with these Christmas decorations. What are these people living in the past here in the bus terminal? Come on, let's move forward. It's 2023. The pandemic is kind of, sort of over. Kind of, sort of, sort of, kind of over. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> Look, they even have the, the they even have the Christmas signs up. Peace, seasons, greetings, happy holidays. Please. Ay ay ay. Yes, here we are in New York. I feel like I should do an in ramble video. I should take out my phone. Hi, this is hi. I'm Frank, and this is in ramble. But you know, I don't want to live in the past either. We have to move forward. Always have to move forward in life. Okay. only so many hours in the day how, how, how can I do in ramble again listen I don't want to it, it was what it was if you haven't checked it out check out my uh, complete in ramble I, the video I put up it's sort of like uh, wandering around New York City but with a little bit of video bad bunny in spatial audio featuring Dolby Atmos <laughs> is, is, is bad I think bad bunny is like very famous right it's a giant video screen there. See, on In Ramble, you saw they would put ads on the side of that building, but now there's just like an angled video screen there. <coughs> oh yeah, I heard it was gonna be windy today. No kidding, wow. And the wind is even worse over here on 8th Avenue. Wow, it's pretty windy. I should die now. It should, oh my God. It should die down as we head on to 42nd here and away from 8th. 8th Avenue is like a wind tunnel, okay? This is wild. Alright, so anyway, dynamite, okay? So basically, I was talking to this guy. And he's like, yeah, you know, we, we, we've been uh, using dynamite to carve out the uh, spaces in the rock, you know? So... I'm like, well, how, how do you know, like, where to put the dynamite if it's not, like, you're, you're doing it right under Grand Central Station. Like, one wrong move, the whole thing could collapse, right? He's like, no, no, that's why we have engineers, you know, we find the right spot, but then they just blow up dynamite. And I, I think I may have heard a few times they did that. And, uh, you know, then they had to take the rocks out and blow up some more dynamite. Oh, look, it's sugar. Here's that store, the candy store. Uh, 
that the one that used this used to be uh, a long time ago HMV record store then it was uh, Models I think or Sports Authority well look they have a gigantic Huckleberry Hound uh, Funko Pop that's kind of cool a giant Huckleberry Hound like it's huge it's like 7 feet tall with a giant head but like how relevant is Huckleberry Hound to like today's youth you know what I mean like is, is he really is he really uh, you know I guess I mean I guess maybe you never know like, there, there could be a resurgence in the, those types of cartoon characters <laughs> emergency emergency what are these people lined up for oh the wax museum So yeah, somehow they figured it out, and uh, this is, uh, I just read this scathing article about the new train station saying that originally it was supposed to cost like two or three billion, and it started, now it's like, it's like six years, something like this, something like six years or eight years delayed, and it, it wound up costing like 11 billion dollars, and they're saying that, so the whole point of this new train station, which they have called Grand Central Madison, right? is that it's a new stop for the Long Island Railroad. So, to kind of get the lay of the land here, this is Manhattan, right? And then there's the outer boroughs. To the north, there's the Bronx. To the south, what the hell does hit me in the head? Is it water? Ah, something just dripped on me. Sorry. So imagine Manhattan is an island. So to the north, you have uh, the Bronx, which is one of the boroughs of New York City. And then above that, you have like Yonkers and Westchester and all that. Wait, Westchester's that funny? Now, come on. Um, and then to the west, you have New Jersey across the Hudson River. To the south, there's basically uh, Staten Island, which is another one of the uh, boroughs of New York City. And if you keep going south, there's more New Jersey down there. <laughs> and, uh, and then to the east is this Long Island. And two of the boroughs of New York City are on the western edge of Long Island. Uh, Brooklyn and Queens, right? It's five boroughs. So, all of Long Island, this is one of those areas where people live and then they commute into New York City. And the, the train line that goes out there, I mean, yeah, there's subways that go out to the uh, Brooklyn and Queens, but then beyond that, you have Long Island Railroad. It's a commuter railroad system, kind of like the equivalent to New Jersey Transit. I'm sure they have buses as well, but of course trains can be better and more pleasant, yada yada. So, if you were coming into Manhattan from Long Island, right? Right? The only place you can go in Manhattan is Penn Station, which is all the way over on the western side of Manhattan. So essentially you're going, so a lot of people work on the east side, right? So you're going under the east side and then you get out at Penn Station. It's going to take another half hour to get back to where you were underneath. Though, apparently, a lot of these trains stop at Jamaica Station. It's, it's in, uh, Jam Jamaica's in uh, Queens, I think. And uh, you can transfer to the subway there and get into Manhattan that way. Right? Which apparently a lot of people do. So this, uh, but these 
train lines have been were built like a long, long time ago, maybe even like a hundred years ago, and uh, they're finally putting together this station. I think it was intended. This was intended to happen like 80 years ago or something. So they're saying that because it's so far underground, they're saying it's 175 feet underground. So they're saying that's that's like a 16-story building under the ground. That's how far down the train tracks are. And we're going there today, okay? I'm going to go there for lunch. I'm going to go into this new train station. New computer and a new train station in one day. Can you believe it? Uh... So they're saying that when you get off the train at Grand Central Madison, you then have to go up, I'm assuming, a series of escalators, staircases, who knows, to eventually get back up to street level. And they're saying that they're estimating it takes someone up to 15 minutes to go from the the Grand Central Madison station to to get like the uh, the 4, 5, and 6 train. (laughs) Like it's that far underground. I have to see this for myself. 16 stories underground. This is wild. So they're saying that people will still be better off just switching for the subway at Jamaica Station. You know? Anyway, I don't know. As if people are, uh, you know, surprised that transit projects are vastly over budget and years and years and years delayed. That always seems to be the case. Anyway, I don't know. I think it's so cool. And as you know, last time I was in New York, I saw, or two times ago, I saw those escalators from the dining concourse going down, down, down into the earth. But they were closed at the time. That was like two weeks ago. <coughs> I'm really looking forward to, uh, to going down there. I don't know if I'll have time to take the train over to, to, to Jamaica, but... Yeah. We'll see. This is a different Jamaica than the island of Jamaica, of course. (laughs) And then in Boston, there's also Jamaica Plain, an area of Boston. That's a fun word to say, Jamaica. Sort of like, uh, hey, did you have sex with that, your girlfriend last night, Jamaica? (laughs) The name of that Led Zeppelin song, Jamaica. Where they then, they then did a reggae influence song to combine Jamaica and Jamaica. These throngs of people here. What is going on? Oh, they just got out of the uh, subway here. A lot of sirens today. What else is new? What is this? A new liquor store? I guess it's a new liquor store here. Bryant Park Wine. I hadn't seen that one before. All these businesses coming and going so so often. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's a day of day of new things. Will there be a third new thing? I don't know. Don't these things come in threes? Not necessarily. There could just be two new things. I mean. Listen, a new computer and a new train station? What the hell else do I want? What else new could I have? Anyway, all right, I'm going to uh, go to uh, the Amazon Fresh, or Amazon Go, and then go to work, see about this computer situation. Right, it is lunchtime. It's 
head over to the train station. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I turned in my old computer, and they're transferring stuff over. So after lunch, I'll get my new computer. Okay, so this Le Botaniste, uh, the vegan restaurant here, isn't open yet. But it will be at some point in the spring of 2023. What about this other place? Yes. Plant Burger, right? That's also opening at some point, sometime. I'm really excited to see this train station. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm really, I've really been enjoying Sapphire and Steel, the TV show I mentioned on last episode with uh, David McCallum and Joanna Lumley as sort of interdimensional time agents. <laughs> A show, late 70s, early 80s, and from Britain that I had never heard of before or never really... I may have heard the, the name, but never really understood it. But I've been watching it. I got through the whole first uh, story. There's only six stories ov- overall. Each story has like four to six episodes or more. Um, yeah, the first one in the, in the house with the kids. Really good, and it really reminded me a lot of, um, you know, uh, like Doctor Who, when they, the stories were stretched out across multiple episodes, it really gave uh, them room to breathe, right? Current Doctor Who has to the whole story has to go by in about what 45 or 50 minutes and uh, it just winds up being so frenetic and so frantic and so fast that um, it just feels kind of annoying like these these older shows especially Sapphire and Steel they took their time you could sort of ease into the world of the story and it has this sort of lived in feel a slow pace and, uh, I mean, maybe it was because they had, they didn't have enough story and they, you know, wanted to stretch it out. So, but I, th- I love that feel, um, that it, they're not rushing it to tell the story. And, uh, yeah, the second story I'm start, I started in, it's in a, a train station, like a haunted train station. Really good stuff though. In fact, I actually bought a, uh, a Sapphire and Steel t-shirt, uh, just sort of shows the two main characters and a clock sort of an orange gradient T squared social what is that some sort of new business I have no idea what T squared social could be it's like a social media company I I don't know what it is it just goes to show you the 20th century keeps, keeps coughing up great stuff an endless supply of great TV shows, movies, record albums. Oh my God! Comic books, so much stuff from the 20th century. Some from the 21st as well. Something very special about the 20th century. Well, 70s through the 90s, or well, maybe 60s through the 90s. Yeah. We're by like the middle of In the middle of what? Snippets of conversation. All right. 
Grand Central. We're almost there. I can't believe we're going to vi first visit to Grand Central Madison. I just remember years and years and years imagining what, what, it, what it would be like to go down, descend into the earth. Now I know that uh, this part of Manhattan has this kind of like this really deep bedrock and I don't know what's below that because if, if you look at Manhattan you'll see like Midtown here there's a lot of big skyscrapers then when you get down into the 20s and all the way down to downtown there's like no big skyscrapers then downtown they have big skyscrapers and what I had heard was that in the middle of the island there's not as much bedrock so you can't build those strong foundations for the skyscrapers now I'm not sure how accurate any of that is but like what's under the rock is it like soil like what if you go that much deeper down I, I, I don't know I guess if you built a skyscraper it would start to lean over like some of those buildings you hear about like in Miami and stuff the building just starts to like tilt will they all eventually like just fall over I don't know alright here we go the quarter circle entrance here the Grand Central and let's see there's no signage for Grand Central Madison though There's a couple places I want to check for ways to go down. I know there's that one escalator that I saw in the dining concourse that goes down. It's just wild. There's this whole new train station. There's not even signs for it. Let me see. This is exciting. Right, I feel like this place is holds a very Grand Central is very special to me because of I would always just come here for lunch like ev almost every other day. I'm going to try the octagonal room. I don't know if it's octagonal anymore. I don't know if they, like, added any sides to it or anything. Entrance is closed. What? Let me go see. Because I know I could go down here, but I want to see if that other, that other part may be open. It just opened yesterday, by the way. It's a soft launch, so they're only doing shuttles to Jamaica. random guitar music I'm hearing. No, I don't think that... Is there something over here? I don't know. I, I thought there would be an entrance over here, actually, but maybe not. There used to be a, a newsstand in here, but then... Yeah, yeah, this isn't open yet. Wow. Hmm, okay. Let me go where I know to go. the lactation room. <laughs> it's a lactation room by track 36. Alright, let's head down. Ooh, someone is uh, having a little protest here. End animal slaughter. The Star of David? I don't know. In the name of Yahweh, end the animal holocaust. Oh, there's a guitar guy. Interesting. I, I agree. I'm vegan. Hey, I'm doing my part. All right, here we go. Yep, there it is. <laughs> the escalators are just blatantly there. 
man. This dining concourse, a place I've come hundreds if not thousands of times. And there's a new escalator going down, down, down. We're already a bit down. We're, we're one level down, but <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Ooh, donut plant. You get some vegan donuts. Where am I going to get lunch? I don't even think about eating. I, I, I'm so excited for the new train station. Let's see. Let's try to go down here. All right. There we go. <laughs> the guy said you can go down if you want to. All right, we're, we're going. We're on the escalator. It says Madison Concourse, Long Island Railroad. See there? Oh, wow. There's a bank of doors. Are those temporary doors? Grand Central Madison. They're sort of a blue-green color. Wow. This must be temporary, right? I mean, all right. <laughs> We're in a concourse now. Looks like there's going to be some stores here. There's some hoardings showing some stores coming. And uh, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just following the corridor. Wow. They have a lot of uh, public art here. Video screens. Wow. Why does it feel like I've been here before? This, this, That's weird. This feels very familiar, and it should not, because I've absolutely never been here before. <laughs> Is this some sort of cosmic occurrence? No, wait, this, wait a minute. This is not that far underground, so there, there must be... There must be some more... Look, it's huge! <laughs> wait a second. Ooh, tile mosaics, a lot of art, you know. Beautiful tile mosaics, blues and whites. Look at this place. It's enormous. But you see, I'm walking a lot of, laterally, a long distance away from the train station. There's some sort of stuff written on the wall over there. Escalator's coming here soon. Okay, so that's, I think that's from the, that'll go up to the octagonal room. Okay. Look at this. And I think they're sort of, um, there's definitely, they're using some sort of lighting system that looks like natural light, but we're so far underground, it definitely is not sunlight. But it almost looks like that, almost like an illusion. That's kind of cool, though. Look at this place, it's huge. This concourse just goes down and down. But yeah, this long walk, there's like nothing here. It's just, I didn't real. I thought it was under, directly underneath. I'm trying to even figure out where the heck this is. Under, like, what street am I under right now? Oh, look, there, this is more escalators going down. This is a wild place, man. See, $11 billion? I, I think it was 11 I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> this, uh, this is where they had to dynamite it out. 45th Street, Madison Concourse. All right. So I want to keep going down there, but I think we have to go down... This is going further into the earth. Restrooms located on concourse level only. Whoa, oh my God, look at this. Holy crap, this is a long escalator. This is, this is, looks even longer than the one over by the Hudson Yard 7 stop. And look, there's graphics based on this, the seal of New York, white and light green. And there's a curved area. There's one, two, three, there's four 
five escalators. Five, one, two, three, four, five escalators with uh, green glass tiles, almost like in a brick-like pattern, and a, and a sort of a curved ceiling. <laughs> this, like even just looking down here, you get a little bit of like a vertigo feeling. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, this is not normal. An escalator this high is not normal. It's, it's giving me the willies here. Look at this. Oh my God. <laughs> but it really, it's very reminiscent of the, again, the one, the seven train over by Hudson Yards is really far underground as well. This is crazy far underground. This is definitely, this, this, this area definitely had to have been dynamited out of the rock, you know. But it's really, it's all very well designed. What is this? There's like, lit green tiles in the ground. There's definitely like a green thing. Look, there's a news there's a news crew interviewing someone over here. 1011 PIX interviewing a guy. <laughs> Look at this. These are the tracks. 203. Do they have 209 though? Let me see. 201, 202, 301, 302. Is there, is there a track 209? That's the question. No, there's not. Irv! 203, 204, 303, and 304. All right, let me go down to the track level because I want to go to the get down to the ultimate level here. <laughs> 16 stories underground. What is? Oh, cool! They have like the old Long Island Railroad uh, logo as a as a graphic here. <laughs> they couldn't they have just done a, a track 209? I mean, come on. And why does this place seem familiar? It should not. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I saw all these really cool-looking tile mosaics. Um, this should not be in the least bit familiar because I have never been here before. No one's ever been here before other than the people that worked on it. Should I take the train? Here's the train. It's going to Jamaica in eight minutes. I don't, I don't have a ticket, though. I, I, don't, I don't really can't. Uh... Oh, okay. Let me walk down. This is the length of the track here. Okay. <laughs> there's a cool there's a cool like glass elevator this place is huge what's it say and the dancing and everything oh they have like poems on the walls the tempo is like that of my blood I'm at once beyond over and in New York see I would go to Jamaica but I ha this is my lunch hour I, I don't know look at that look at that esca oh my god look at that I'm going to just walk down this, uh, this platform. This is tracks uh, 303 and 304. I'm deep under the earth. Why would it seem familiar? Is this some sort of timeline thing? Is this a cosmic occurrence? Like, look, even over there, like, uh, the panels have a, a rows of circle, circles cut out. At the top, they're finer, then the circles get larger as you go down four, four times. What are they using? What font are they using? Is that like uh, Caslon? It's more like a Garamond, I think. This is, this is an enormous, enormous platform. Look at this. Something in the New York air that makes sleep useless. New York is like an old friend. It has its moods. That's true. I'm looking at the second, the next level up. They have uh, poems on the walls. 
another massive glass elevator going way up. Only goes up. A, actually, only goes up a few a few stories over here. So yeah, I should be able. So now when I go up, I'll, I'll be by the end of that concourse I was looking at. Yeah. This is wild. This is a wild scene. It should not be familiar. It should not be. <laughs> it just opened yesterday. What's going on with reality, man? So they're saying this was 45th Street, but now what is it? Like, I, I feel like I'm walking many blocks. This is stopping at Woodside, Forest Hills, Kew Gardens in Jamaica. Still going. Massive. The ceiling has these almost a brutalist style of uh, cement bars or blocks that feels almost like distantly related to the and there's it's a, a gentle curve in the ceiling distantly related to like the washington dc subway stations but th those were more almost like like cells concrete cells you know it was more of a grid but listen this is a this is amazing but yeah from from here yeah i can imagine it would take 15 minutes to get back up to the surface i mean it you're down, 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 and blocks and blocks away. All right, what's, what's coming up here? I see something up here. What is that? Is there... There's something else over here. What is this? Oh, it's just a stairway going up. Re refugees? What? Wait... <laughs> Area of refuge? What? <coughs> oh, it shows a... Oh, I guess if you have a wheelchair, this is your area of refuge. It's a little place you can go. If it's too crowded, you can go in here just to get away from it all. Wow. All right, I'm not walking up these stairs. I'm taking the escalator. Look at the area. I'm in the area of refuge. But there's a little space over here underneath the stairs. Let me see what's going on over here. Yeah. A little secret, there's a little secret space over here. You can come over here. They take refuge from the day. <laughs> nice. Nice. Wow. Some uh, incredible... When, when my, I, I read the article about it. I, I thought it would be another few weeks, but my brother uh, texted me last night. He's like, oh, I, I forgot to go that down there. Because he, he comes through here when he goes to work. Uh-oh, look at this. This is train number... We gotta take a picture of this. 9020. That's 209 backwards. Oh. Alright, come on, come on. Jamaica get out of here. This train's leaving soon, but... Ooh! Oh, cool. Looking... Oh, you can see the tunnel down there. This is a historic moment. Very historic. I can't believe it's a 209 backwards, 9020. Yeah, like these tile mosaics are of, like, scenes of nature and stuff. It's like... Rain over the water with seagulls. Beautiful. Where do I go from here? 
Wait a minute. That escalator's going uh, down, not up. <laughs> Madison Concourse, 48th Street. 48th Street? What? <laughs> oh, here's some escalators. These must be, these are different escalators. Yeah. Well, one thing will never change. When they have announcements in a train station, it always... <laughs> they never figured out how to make it sound nice and clear and normal. Yes. Oh, cool. What is this? There's like this, 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 like this lit floor, and then you look up. It's like this weird circular science fiction thing. What are they saying? I guess it's impossible to have a speaker that that makes sense. It always goes. Blah, 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 blah. Wow! Oh my God! Here's this is another escalator bank. This must have cost a few hundred million right here. Well, listen, what's a hundred million out of a billion? Uh, you know, you have ten hundred millions in each billion. It's a lot. Look at this. This is some scene. There's actually flashing lights. There's some sort of emergency going on down here. Yeah, they said there was some sort of problem with the ventilation system. That, that delayed it for several months. Hopefully there's ventilation. I, do, I, am, I, I am having breathable air here, thankfully. So am I up by 48th Street now? Oh, they want us to evacuate now. Okay. Wait, they want us to evacuate the building? Well, I'm going in the right direction. Maybe something did happen. Uh-oh. Not a very good day one. Uh... Uh-oh. Yeah, some cops are going down. Yeah, we're evacuating here. Uh, these escalators are amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, emergency. Emergency. Yes, you have my full attention. Evacuate. Evacuate the building. Well, I'm glad I got in when I did. I mean, uh, more cops are coming down. I don't know what's going on down there. Look at that. That's a wild. More cops going down. It's like uh, something's going on down there. Ooh, there's a lot of people here. All right. How do I get out of this joint? <laughs> can, we, can I get to the street or something? I mean, oh, cool. They have they have old images of uh, Long Island Railroad uh, locomotives. Twenty one huge two thousand H. Ah, it changed. All right. All right. How do we get out of here? Ooh. Oh, here's an elevator. They said you can't use elevators, though, during the uh, emergency. I don't know. I'd like to take this elevator, though. Maybe it's high enough that it'll be all right. I don't know. Can, we go, can I go up? Or, uh, 48th Street? 48th Street. Nice. Take me to the express <laughs> But the doors don't close? No, I'm serious. Huh? Can you take me to the middle floor? The middle no, they sent out to bring no anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, I work over here. That's why I was... You... Yeah, I work over here. All right. I'll take it. Are you going up? Yes. 48th Street. How do you get out otherwise? Uh, you can take the stairs. 47. They're not decided on whether we're This place is much bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, wild. It takes so Four city blocks. So this is this is already by because I went in on 42nd. Now we're already at 48. Yeah. Wow. 
Thank you, sir. Upper level. Um, this is the, uh, whoa, they're still, they're still building this one, I guess? This is part of it. Okay. Usually I've done it. So wait, wait, what is that going to be? More like uh, stores and stuff? Or? No, no, this is, um, I think that the police department, this is the back of the building. Oh, okay. So this, they're going to take from here to an, uh, some train tracks or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, wow. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs> Wait, where am I? <laughs> Look at this. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm on the side of the street here. I'm on 48th Street. Woo. <laughs> so there's this middle floor. Did you hear all this? There's a middle floor that they're building a police station or a connection to some other. What the heck is going on? That was wild. That's a wild scene in there. See, they're building this other giant building here. That is so cool. What a surreal afternoon. Wow, I mean, it's massive. This thing is massive. A massive uh, construct. <laughs> wow. I am like, I, I definitely have to go back to explore more, but wow. Yikes, amazing stuff. All right, now I gotta really figure out where am I? I need food. Here is Madison Avenue, okay? Madison. Oh, remember that place? Should I go there? Deli at Madison. Remember, I used to I used to eat there years ago. They have a depressing seating area. I may have to go there. That's back when I was vegetarian, though. We'll have to look at the salad bar to see how it's gonna work out for me, but. I can't believe that place is still there. It's one of those like delis with the, with depressing seating areas. They're they're almost completely gone now. The old style of delis with the salad bar, and you you get the plastic container, and you scoop in all this food, and you go to check out. Oh, that'll be twenty five dollars, please, for like a pittance of food. It's so expensive. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> I didn't know I'd be up this way. <laughs> I would like to eat here, I suppose, for, for old time's sake. As long as that depressing seating area is still there. It's on the second floor, and you can look down on the first floor. I think I was here, like, several years ago. Let me see. What's going on here? Yeah? I'm still there. Oh, thank you. What do we got here? Oh, that same smell. What do they got? Yeah, this food, I don't know how... Oh, I can, if I can trust this food as a vegan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, as much as I would like to uh, relive old times, there's really nothing here I don't think I can eat. Even, even the avocado. Who knows what they put in it? Let me get out of here. Isn't there like an urban space around here or something? Where's that urban space? Is that like on 52nd or... I don't know. I'm just going to walk and see what I can find. Oh look, there's the building I used to work. 2004. That was a real disaster of a job. <clears throat> Early days of the overnightscape as well. Let's go over this way. Yeah. 
Wait. Why am I getting confused? There's something over here. Oh, Rockefeller Center. I, I, I could get um, Beatnik, I guess, is what they call it now, right? Get some Beatnik. Great stuff. All right, let, let me get my bearings. I'll, I'll be back soon. Wow, man. This is so different than it used to be. When it used to be by, by Chloe over here. This is by Rock Center. <clears throat> this place used to be like a madhouse. It was just packed full of people. You couldn't even you didn't know what the hell was going on. I never even tried to order here. I always would go and pick up. And they had this... It's still over there. They used to have a pickup counter right over there. And it would be jammed up with like dozens of people. And there was co complete confusion. No one knew where their food was. I, wanted, I remember standing there for like 15, 20 minutes commonly waiting for my food even though they said it was already done. They changed it now. So I came in and they have these, uh, you know, video screens where you order. That old, that old gag, you know. But, uh, yeah, I figure I'll eat in here. Why not? Man? It's, uh, there's no shortage of seats. I must be thinking about before the pandemic this place. Yeah, definitely. Listen, it's hard to remember 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. All these years, all these recent years, you know. But uh, what I ordered was the peanut crunch salad. It has kale, romaine, cabbage, sweet <coughs> glazed tofu, crispy wontons, red peppers, jalapenos, carrots, crushed peanuts, cilantro, scallion, sesame seeds, and peanut dressing. I also got some, uh, some fries, like half and half. I think I got half regular and half uh, sweet potato. And uh, somehow, somehow they say there's gluten in the french fries now. They must have some sort of wheat dip they put it in or something. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, and uh, see, over here, there used to be this... Even over here, that used to, it used to be crazy trying to get your, your uh, sauces, right? <laughs> they had these dispensers that never worked. Then the, here's, like, the uh, napkin dispensers that never worked. See, I, I have, like, traumatic memories of this place. <laughs> anyway... Hopefully they'll call my name at some point. I don't know what's going on here. Um, and I got a drink which is called like the light, the light wave. It's sort of like a non-alcoholic alcohol, the light wave. <laughs> it's all it's all so vague. But we'll we'll check it out when it comes here. But anyway, yeah, this is very cool to be here. Unexpected vegan lunch. Yeah, they uh, eventually put these shelves up, which I guess putting the shelves up to pick up, I guess it really is like a matter of trust because like when they do that, you just come in and look for your name and you grab the food. But of course, anyone could come in and grab anything, which is not good, right? Oh, they do have, you, there is a water dispenser here. Oh, okay. Let's see if it works. Get some water too. Yeah, because the, the, the light wave drink is very small. I'm seeing it over there. But right, I mean, I suppose that you have this shelf system. As long as no one is stealing other people's food, it's fine. But if, if there's too much stealing going on, you have to institute a different system, right? Like check your ID or something. I, I think usually it just like works out, you know. And hopefully it'll work out. <coughs> I want the light wave, man. Give me light wave. I don't even know exactly what it is. I just called light wave. 
I want to have the light wave drink. What is it, like a wavelength of light? A light wave? But I thought light is a wave and a particle. It's a duality, man. Ooh, they have cookies? See, here, everything's vegan, so I don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> Who knows how long it's going to take. It could take a while. It's fine. They're, they're working on my new computer. I'm going to have a new computer. Yeah, it does, it does feel like a... Well, it feels like another turn of the Painted Corner. Yes, today's show title. Yay. Let me sit down here. Yeah, it, it, today's show title does kind of relate to a transition point, right? Another turn of a Painted Corner. All right. My food's not there yet. But yeah, uh, there was an episode way back in 2018 called Turn of a Painted Corner. And it just has those, had those two like red lines in the middle, and it was typeset in Ekman. So I saw that, and I'm like, wow, there's something about that old show art that really speaks to me. So I, I, I found the file, and I shifted the type over, and I shifted the color a bit. Um, like the lines are green now, the type is orange, or strike that reverse, it's something like that. So now it's another turn of a painted corner. So kind of, uh, I don't remember the exact meaning of the original one, but it's kind of like you feel like you've painted yourself into a corner, but a turn of a painted corner is sort of you're getting out of it in some way. So I just, I just felt that it should be called another turn of a painted corner. And it kind of resonates with that title of the Alan Parsons Project album, Turn of a, turn of a Friendly Card. Turn of a painted corner. It's this music they're playing in here. So, if anything, it just feels sort of like a transitional moment. Can't wait to see this new computer. Sure, it might be more just very similar to my old computer, but it should be a little faster, hopefully, and not with those random crashes. My, you know, a lot of the guys I work with, they were getting those random crashes where just insta-crash. It's like, sorry, the computer crashed. I didn't get those for years, but I, the past year I've been starting to get those. It's so annoying. It could happen any time. The screen goes blank and then this message comes up. Sorry, everything crashed. You know. I want my food. I want food, damn it. Where's my food? See, the place is, the, the place is like filling up now. <laughs> I think I lost all the good seats. You know? It's hot in here, too. Anyway, turn, another turn of a painted corner. It just sounds so great, right? What was I thinking about the resonance in the, in the phrase? Another turn of a painted corner. Like, another and of a painted, right? Another turn, of a painted. Another, of a painted. As they sort of resonate. Poetics, poetically speaking, you know. Alright, I got my food. Now I gotta get myself some free water. Because that light wave ain't gonna do it. I also need to get a fork and napkins. All sorts of things. Hopefully they fixed their napkin dispenser since a few years ago. You think they had enough time during the pandemic when this place was closed to fix the napkin dispenser, don't you think? 
forks. See, it's a lot easier than it was in the past for some reason. All right, I'll sit here at the middle table. It was not my I, I wanted to sit in the corner over there. You know, I prefer sitting in obscure corners, but other people had had the same right, right idea as I did. All right, let's check check out the light wave here. This food looks pretty good, though. It looks like a pretty hefty portion. See, they don't let you pump your own uh, sauces anymore. You have to choose the beet ketchup or the chipotle aioli. All right, this is uh, Lightwave Grounding Calm from Kinuphorix, a functional beverage for modern rituals. Zero percent alcohol, caffeine-free. Fun is that? Open a portal to peace. Contains uh, reishi mushroom to ease stress, L-theanine, balance for mind and body. I, I used to get pills of L-theanine. That's a good drug. <laughs> it's not a drug. It's a supplement. L-tryptophan supports serotonin. Sparkling notes of lavender vanilla, smoked sea salt, and, <coughs> and passion flower meet mind-calming ingredients to mellow you out and help you transcend stress. Think naked forest bathing at midnight. Were these people in a cult? <laughs> Chill for conscious connection. So there's something very 90s about this copy, you know. Oh, these, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, really? Imagine they sent them into the FDA, they'd be laughed out of the office. What the hell is this functional beverages crap? It's tiny though, it's expensive. Eight ounces for like six bucks or something. What the hell? Let me have some french fries, yeah. Let's have a few french fries with the chipotle aioli. Mm. Yum, yum. I don't know, these, these fries are like air-baked. They're not as good as deep-fried, but... Mm, yum, yum. Right, let me try this stuff. Light wave. It's better calm me down. I'm pretty calm as it is. I don't know. What am I going to fall asleep? Interesting taste, though. Not bad, actually. Does it have smoked salt in it? I mean... Damn, it has a million ingredients. Chili pepper extract, clove extract, gentian root. What was gentian root? That was a... Oh, gentian root was the active ingredient in moxie, right? The um... Oh, it does it contain smoked salt. Okay. American oak extract? All right, let's read this list of ingredients here. Water, apple juice, that's probably 90% of it. Birch bark. But if you have apple juice, why don't you put water in? <laughs> Birch bark extract, organic agave inulin, organic natural flavor. Uh-oh, the mystery ingredient. That's pretty high up on the list, too. Lime juice, vanilla extract, lavender extract, American oak extract, lactic acid, smoked salt, gentian root extract, Ginger extract, xanthan gum, acacia gum. What? Why do they put so much gum in a drink? You think it would gum it all up? Passion flower extract, Sumerian extract, licorice root extract, organic bourbon vanilla extract. It wasn't there vanilla earlier in the list. Yeah. Cinnamon extract, chili pepper extract, rosemary extract, clove extract, and finally the least. The, the last ingredient, which should be the least amount, saffron extract. Yeah, saffron's very expensive. It's not bad. I mean, it's all right, considering, you know, those ingredients. It has kind of a 
cinnamony tone to it. Yes, I'm in the I'm naked forest bathing at midnight with my fellow cult members. Thank you. Oh, so I, I didn't get the mixed fries. I just got the regular fries, but they have incredibly improved them. Their fries used to be kind of nasty. But it seems like they're, if I had to guess, they're like dipping it in some, some sort of dip and then, and then air frying it. Much better. I commend the chefs of Beatnik for much improved fries. And heck, I could eat gluten. I'm not gluten free. I'm only vegan. Oh wow! I'm a, I'm really pleasantly surprised. Maybe that's the third new thing: new French fry formula. Oh, no, no. What is this? A bookstore? Books and uh, stationery. What kind of store is this? They look like boring books. Remember that lyric in that song I wrote? Boring books that other people read. About adults and their infidelities. Yes, that, that's the lyrics to the filmography of Andy Davis. Bookstore, though, McNally Jackson. Yeah, we can skip this for now. I guess it's cool to have a bookstore. <laughs> oh, look, Nintendo. And <clears> then the Nintendo store. not as into Nintendo as I used to be. Anyway. What was that? Remember that store that used to be over here? Was it called City Sports? Remember there's a store called City Sports? I remember I used to get these shoes called ju- Jungle Mocks there. Memories, memories, memories. Remember those Jungle Mocks? I need, I need new shoes. I, I, I mean, my, my, my shoe situation is pretty bad at this point. There's a place called Dough. Ooh, vegan options available. Vegan donuts? Really, man. <clears throat> see if they got vegan donuts in there. I just had a big lunch, though. Yeah. A vegan hibiscus donut? Vegan cinnamon sugar? Wow. All right. Well, listen. <coughs> that's, that's a pretty cool uh, state of affairs. I'll have to get some vegan donuts here sometime. <coughs> Too full at the moment, though. Hibiscus? Is it flour-flavored donuts? Why can't they make them all vegan? You know, I mean, is it vegan and non-vegan? Uh-oh, someone just dropped a quarter. Oh, I guess it's not worth that much to bother telling the guy he dropped a quarter. Someone's going to pick that quarter up and be so happy. <coughs> yeah. Oh, I should get, should get a, I think I have cigars, right? Yeah, let me get a little cigar, cigar action going here. I don't think my computer's ready yet. They said they were going to text me. Cadogan Tate Fine Art. Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Dubai, London, Paris, Cote d'Azur. Cote d'Azur, where's that? Like the Azure Coast. Of course, it's breezy here. It's gonna be hard to light this one. I got it. Nice. 
See, I didn't throw the match on the ground. I'm still holding it. I'm going to dispose of it properly. I put it in my pocket or something. I'm not a litter bug. Come on. Just throw it in my pocket for now. <clears throat> See, I'm doing my part to fight litter. The Woodsy Owl, as Woodsy Owl said, Give a hoot, don't pollute. Never be a dirty bird. In the city or in the woods, let's keep America looking good. Ooh, the fire department zone. Oh, it's a fire department gift shop. That's interesting. Do they? Oh, yeah, it's a fire department gift shop. Everyone's got a gift shop these days. <coughs> Listen. If you, if you can do it, fine. Have your own gift shop. What do you want? Can I cross the street here? Yeah, yeah. There's Fox News over there. They have like a news ticker. Any good news today? Let's see. The Ukraine. Kiev mayor says a missile strike killed at least one person. You have to say Kiev now. You can't say Kiev. It's a, they changed the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. There's Pret-a-Manger. I haven't been to that place in ages. They cut down their vegan options, so... I cut down my visit to that place. But anyway... I think as I mentioned on last episode, I did rewatch all of the uh, Star Wars, uh, the prequel trilogy, 99's Phantom Menace, 2002's Attack of the Clones, and 2005's Revenge of the Sith. And I have to say that, uh, you know, I, I think I saw it in a new, per- in a new light, in a new perspective. <laughs> really, just watching them as movies, right? Um, <clears throat> I think that they were so laden with expectations and admittedly some bad directing and bad dialogue but overall watching it just with a from you know from a fresh perspective after not seeing it for many years I'd say the movies are very good I think that uh, it tells the story of how Anakin becomes Darth Vader you know And especially Revenge of the Sith, I hadn't seen that all the way through for a long, long time. And it's sort of, you know, Anakin becoming Darth Vader. And uh, I remember at the time, I I was very... I had a very negative view of the movie. (laughs) And I'd have to... uh, I think I even called it cinematic garbage, but... I have to... uh, I have to say, I thought it was pretty good. So my perspective has changed. Because I think that what I think I think the main thing was what the movies were setting out to achieve were different than what fan expectations were completely. You can see now what George Lucas was trying to achieve. He definitely had a vision to tell this grand story, and uh, but it definitely did not feel good for people who were fans of the original Star Wars trilogy.
And, you know, I do think Hayden Christensen did a, did a good job. I think the, the role of Anakin, both actors, including Jake Lloyd, as a younger Anakin, very, very, very difficult role, right? And I think that, uh, you know, where there's, where there's trouble is basically the written dialogue, which is hard to say convincingly because it's, it's poorly written dialogue, and then the direction, where it seems like George Lucas was not really good at directing actors to get the best performances out of them. Let's put it that way. But getting that out of the way, I think the movies are very good. I think I think one big question remains, you know, if Anakin was the chosen one, it must have been the will of the Force to destroy the Jedi Order. That the Jedi had had become, um, you know, they had gotten to the point where they were too arrogant and too set in their ways, and uh, right. I know people have had this view that it was the will of the Force because one one of the theories was that Darth Plagueis, who was Sidious's master, uh, was trying to manipulate life using the Force using the dark side of the Force. And it, as a response, the Force itself, uh, through the midi-chlorians, of course, created Anakin, right? But Anakin wound up essentially destroying the Jedi. He helped destroy the, the Jedi. And he certainly destroyed the Sith when he killed... Uh, he, well, we thought he killed Darth Sidious... In Return of the Jedi, of course, Sidious was back in those god-awful sequel trilogy movies, like The Rise of Skywalker. And then, supposedly, he was killed again. Anyway. Those movies, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, are not good. I have tried revisiting them, and they're still horrible. But... I'm amazed at how much I did like. And, and it just sort of breezes by. They're very well done. And I just... <coughs> one observation is that Coruscant is just one of the coolest locations ever. This, this, the, 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 the planet that's one giant city. Especially in Revenge of the Sith. It's so beautifully rendered. Really, really nice. And then, of course, they went back to Coruscant on uh, the TV show. Andor. Back to Coruscant. But just that, that all like Art Deco style is just amazing. Anyway. Star Wars. Alright. The workday is finished. And it's dark out. Ooh, look at that building. You can see inside a building over there. Yeah. So I got the new computer. Yeah, it definitely is, is is a bit like chunkier and heftier than the old one. I don't know if I had like 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 a MacBook Air, like one it's very thin the one I had. This one's a bit like I said, a bit thicker. And um It seems good though. You know, the the keyboard definitely is better than that butterfly keyboard which was a disaster as I mentioned earlier. But I was sort of 
you know, surprised that this is like seven years new, seven years of technological advancement, and using the computer seems exactly the same as the computer from 2016. There doesn't seem to be any difference whatsoever. It's not faster. It doesn't look different. It's just exactly the same. It's just it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. Just I was expecting there to be some sort of feel, you know, something like you just see it a little bit faster or something. But no dice. It's fine though. It works fine. It's. I got a new keyboard and mouse and everything, so I gotta figure those ones out. And, uh, so it should be good. So anyway, I do want to go over to the uh, Times Square to uh, see if that work of art is still there. The Times Square hum. I remember I mentioned it on last episode when I was watching uh, my In Ramble videos. It's between 45th and 46th, and it's just like this sound. That you hear under you know coming up from the grates and it was intended to be sort of like this invisible work of art where you hear this weird like and you think it might be some weird machines under the ground but it's a deliberate work of art it's just called Times Square but it's commonly known as the Times Square hum since we're so close we may as well uh, check it out ooh what's this Oh, wow, the new Bank of America lobby is open here. Wow. This is the building that used to be the HBO headquarters. Remember I went in here once for one of those video meetings? I got to sit in the uh, executive chairs in, the, in one of their screening rooms. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I remember those New York vi- uh, video meetups, video 2.0 meetups. I went to those for a number of years. I don't know if it's still going. Am I still signed up for it? I don't even know. It's, yeah. I don't know. But in uh, the In Ramble, I did, uh, I did go to one of those meetings down at Webster Hall. That must have been like one of the early, when I was going to the Video 2.0 meetups early on. You don't really think about online video anymore. It's just all about YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. It's just sort of been integrated into all these other things, right? But it was very new. It was a very new kind of field back then, 15 years ago. Wow, it's actually pretty cold out here. I wasn't prepared for the freezing weather. around here, 42nd Street by Times Square. It's kind of a weird thought. It's like, uh, you know, if you were to sort of uh, be able to fast forward through time and all of those different versions of Times Square over the years, the 1800s, 1920s, 1940s, 1960s, the 80s, the 90s, right? Like, if you kept fast-forwarding, you'd get to, like, this Times Square in 2023, and then you'd keep going and have other Times Square in the future. But I know that sounds rather obvious, but it just sort of feels like this version of Times Square that I'm in now does not really belong in that sequence. But why? (laughs) It's obviously this is the 2023 version of Times Square. It just... 
when I think about when I just form that thought right of a sequence of time square as it moves forward into the future like it doesn't feel like this version belongs but why wouldn't it it's just a weird perception it's a perceptual thing what is going on here this is like it's weird this whole this whole block is covered by an entire like uh, scaffolding this is weird are they tearing that building down? The one Times Square? What the hell is going on over there? <laughs> there does seem to be a lot of construction over here. Wow. No, no, no more uh, Walgreens over there, whatever the heck it was. But you know what I mean? Like it's... Like earlier being like... Being familiar with that train station even though I'd never been there before. And now feeling like this time... this. Where I am right now, this version of Times Square, and assuming the entire world, just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's part of the sequence. So what is this, like a side world or a temporary world? It just, <laughs> it's just my own perception of it. All right, we have to go a few more blocks up to get to the sound. Does that make any sense? Oh, look, happy year of the rabbit. Yes, it was Chinese New Year. What is it with all these years? Shouldn't you start the year on the winter solstice? Wouldn't that be the most obvious time to start a year? There's no other point that would make sense other than a, than a solstice or a uh, an equinox, right? But the solstice feels like... What the hell is going on? Oh, God, what is going on here? These people are begging for money. Please... Like, why not just start the year on that, whatever, December 23rd? That should be the start of the year. Because it's the shortest day of the year. I know all these dating systems, they, they do it like, oh, a week later, or, oh, we'll do it in, like, later in January. Like, I don't get it. I know, I know there's got to be a complex history as to, as to the point of all this, but... But I think that when it comes to sort of, like, gut reactions, like I'm talking about... You can't necessarily discount them as potential clues for the nature of things, right? But they, they certainly don't carry any real weight in terms of evidence. Now, wait a minute. Weren't there, like, a lot of restaurants and stuff over here? They're all gone in this little island. Yeah, there used to be, but no more. Right? There were, there, there were, you could get beer and you can get tacos and stuff, but now it's all gone. Maybe because it's winter. No one wants to sit out in the cold. That may be the, that may be the answer. I mean, here's these creeps dressed up as Elmo the Muppet. Great. There there was an Elmo in 2008. What else we have here? Spider Man, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Iron Man, and the Grinch. They, I, I was reading an article when I was reading the article about the the sound. They said that these uh, people with the costumes are called de, de, desnudos, desnudos. No, no, no. <laughs> Spider-Man wanted to hug me. Wait, it looked like a tourist? Please. All right. The sound. Where's the sound? I think it's up here. We need the sound. Oh, they said that line, friends, is still there. 
be afraid, sir. Sir, you like black people? MTV. Be afraid. What is this? That that that's that that's the line. You like? I guess tourists are really. Uh, you like black? Oh well, yes, of course I do. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Is that one of the guys giving out CDs? Yeah, Line Friends was like uh, kind of like the Hello Kitty of Korea that somehow, I don't know, no one in America knows about these characters, but somehow they're, they still have a store there. All right, where is the sound? Is it up here? It's up here, right? Why am I like... Where is it? Hmm. I'm getting confused here as to where the sound may be. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see... I don't know. They said between 45th and 46th. Alright, this is 45th, so is it... Is it uh, it's over there? What is going on over there? There's all these people like... I'm sorry, I'm getting all confused here. Uh, what, what are they looking at? What is going on over there? There's some sort of hubbub. I guess we need to go over there to see. Oh, I think up there is where the sound is. Okay, okay. Alright. I don't know what they're looking at, though. What kind of car is this? A Revel? Request a ride? What the hell is that? Alright. I think it's just people doing some sort of performance. Okay. Alright. You can't even move here. Where's the officers of the law to keep pedestrian traffic moving here? Come on. Step up, sir. Where you from? <laughs> oh my God! Flatbush game, twenty dollars. Hey, Flatbush, you know where to go. All right, it's got to be over here, I think. Yeah, yeah, over here, right? The sound. Better be here. Oh, look, someone dressed up as a pink panther. That's interesting. It's another character I didn't think is, would be like that relevant to today's youth, the Pink Panther. Here it is, you hear it? You hear it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Let me turn up the volume for you. And apparently it was, it was shut down for many years, but then they brought it back. Someone dressed up as uh, Knuckles from Sonic. There's just a lot of activity going on around here. Those desnudos, or whatever you call them. People trying to make money off tourists. Anyway, you hear this? Seems to be a much more anonymous spot. Now, now it's very much just, yeah. It. 
still going. Great. Yeah, the people dressed up as the characters. It was never a thing in Times Square up until I don't know when it was. Was it 15 years ago maybe that they started? And it, 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 I remember I went out, when I went out to Hollywood in the 90s, late 90s. Yeah, they had them there, just harassing tourists. And it's always Elmo. It's just it's just so many Elmos. At least there's a, a Sonic and Knuckles over there. But the Pink Panther though is that's it. That's interesting. I always wonder about the Pink Panther, you know. I, I doubt many young people would even know what, a, what it is, but it's a kind of a distinctive character. It's like a Pink Panther. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. I would just call these weird clues, these, these feelings I'm having. Oh, that Pele soccer store is still there. Really? I thought that was gone. He just died recently, Pele. Wow. Look at the Coca-Cola. They they just went for a regular video screen now. Remember they had that elaborate thing with all these like weird cubes that went in and out? Now it's just regular. Regular video screen. Yeah. Was that a Lord of the Ring thing's up there? Oh, it's uh, probably uh, Amazon's Lord of the Ring show. It's kind of weak. The Rings of Power, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at this. A chilly evening in Times Square in 2023. So why would I think that this this Times Square doesn't belong in the sequence of the history of Times Square? What? They have Krispy Kreme over there? They have a big neon sign. Hot, Chris, hot now. Krispy Kreme original glazed. Someday they'll have vegan, but... Well, as, as we've seen, I pass many vegan donut places, but I don't think Krispy Kreme is one of them. Listen, i got to get with the times, okay? This is Times Square. Come on. Get with the times, Krispy Kreme. It's the future is vegan. I know people don't like me saying that. All right, let's go down to 46th Street and get out of here. Go back to the go back to New Jersey. But you see what I'm saying, right? What what would the why wouldn't this be part of the history of Times Square? Unless this is a uh, an artificial world I'm in right now. That's one of those uh, questions. You know, you never know. Like uh, in the movie Vanilla Sky, which which did have a, a scene in an empty Times Square with blowout video, one of my favorite video stores back in the day. Um, like you may wake up one day, and it's no longer the real world, but you're living in a. You were in the real world, but now you're somehow inhabiting uh, an, an artificial world, a, a, a virtual recreation of the world you had been living in, right? I don't know if it feels quite like that. It's just... What's this? The epic musical thriller returns February 26th. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Great. I never saw that one. Is that really a good show? It's about a guy that kills people and turns them into, like, meat pies? It's pretty negative. Wasn't Angela Lansbury in, in, in it at one point? No, I just, when I think about it, it just, when I think about that sequence of history, it just, oh, let me go through this breezeway here. I like, I like this uh, mid-block crossing. Wasn't, wasn't there a theater over here? I think I saw one of those Disney ones, like the, 
The Wicked, I think I saw over here, maybe. Oh, yeah, Marquee Theater. I think I saw it here. Somewhere in this area. Interesting. Beetlejuice the Musical. Have they, they don't have any original ideas anymore. They bring back Sweeney Todd, find movies to make music. Did anyone ever come up with like a, an original musical anymore? No, I know. Of course not. Of course not. People are just plumb out of ideas these days, you know. So, all right, let's get back to this question. What, what, what could it mean? That is, had this gut reaction. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this Times Square is not part of that sequence, obviously. <laughs> but why not? This is the world, as far as I can tell. And the world is a sequence of things that happen, right? All right, what do we have here? The Booth Theater. Kimberly Akimbo, a new musical. Breathtakingly lovely and riotously funny. Who are these reviewers? You know they're just saying these things to get, to get their name in, uh, uh, up, up on a sign. Meet your new favorite musical. Look at these ass kissers, these, these, these reviewers. Is, it, is Kimberly Akimbo really that great? Never even heard of it. All right, here's Schubert Alley, Junior's Restaurant. Oh, there's that bowling alley. That's still there. Remember, remember that Gulliver's Gate, the giant, like, miniature world? That was, like, that was so cool. I went there once, and then they shut down. So what would be a possible explanation? That there is a real world that does exist or did exist and what I'm in now is no longer the real world. That's the only thing I could sort of... And I think about that all the time. I mean... That... Uh, something like that, like that could have happened... But normal, I mean, if, if it was done perfectly, you wouldn't notice, right? There would be no, there would be, if, if it was done perfectly, there would be no, it would be completely just like regular reality, and you wouldn't notice anything was, was amiss. Was it Some, like, Some Like It Hot, a new musical comedy? Wasn't there a movie with Marilyn Monroe called Some Like It Hot? There also was a song by um, Power Station, the Duran Duran offshoot band with Robert Palmer. Some like it hot. Da, 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 da. Here we go. It is a star-spangled, toe-tapping, show-stopping Lollapalooza. Is it really? <laughs> a glorious, high-kicking musical. These psychophants. The hell. Any other great reviews here? Exhilarating, unstoppable, obviously a hit. Can they just throw one in there and it's like, you know, it was okay. I've seen better. They, they, they never throw that in there. <laughs> it was decent, you know, nothing to write home about. They never, those ones, they never uh, do. No weapons. <laughs> you can't bring weapons inside. It's not a combat zone. It's a theater, for God's sakes. I heard the theaters are having some trouble, you know, they they're having trouble filling the theaters because of the whole change in the culture because of the COVID and stuff. There's all these people going to the theater. I'm just going home. I'm just still wondering about this feeling I have. So it's the whole world is 
not part of the sequence. It's a slight perception deep down in my cognition. It's like, no, obviously, this, what, this world you're in now is not part of the sequence. It'll look Phantom of the Opera. Can't they switch that to be like Phantom of the Paradise, do like uh, the cult movie kind of thing? No, I know. Oh! It feels like there's something right beyond the edge of my awareness that I'm just not getting. Urgh, it's annoying. <laughs> Anyway, listen, I'm not going to get any answers. It's probably just uh, it's pro- probably just my imagination. Yeah, right. It's all just in your imagination. Great. Yeah. Everything's fine. The world is real. Everything's good. Let's not worry about any of this stuff. Everything's fine. Situation normal. Okay? All fucked up. Oh, they're still they're just trying just trying to perceive something. Can't do it. Can't perceive it. Down Eighth Avenue here. Uh, yes, everything's fine. The world is normal. Let's not worry. Oh. Anyways, I would like to thank you for patching into this episode of the Overnightscape. In whatever world you're living in, a real one, a fake one, eyes wide shut, vanilla sky, whatever you want to say. Hopefully you're not living in a world with, with too many Tom Cruises, but that would be kind of annoying. But anyway, um, this is The Overnightscape. I'm your host, Frank Evernora, here in The Overnightscape Underground, a radio station inside a book. Go to onsug.com, O-N-S-U-G.com. That's short for The Overnightscape Underground. You could also go to TheOvernightscapeUnderground.com. I do have that URL, that uh, domain name as well. But onsug is easier to type, O-N-S-U-G.com. Get to the website and... Uh, you can uh, check out all the latest shows. We're doing now, uh, PQ is doing Overnight Cape Central. We're doing all the Beatles albums. This week is the first Beatles album, Please Please Me. And then each week we'll be doing more albums. We're going to be talking about the albums, reviewing the albums. I had a great time. I, I learned so much about Please Please Me, the first album, by doing that episode. Please join us. Just check out the latest episode of Overnight Cape Central for all that you need to figure out how to contribute and you should contribute we want to hear your perspectives on these matters please do it uh, you also find a, you can buy the book the, it's the, this is the uh, 2021 edition the new edition is coming out this year at some point it's an actual physical book you can buy it's print on demand you can also download a PDF of the book you'll see an image of the book if you go to onsuck.com right there on the right and uh, grab it grab the PDF or buy an actual copy we are a non-commercial project we have over 13,000 hours of material and we're very focused on people listening in both the near and far future that's what makes us unique and this show The Overnightscape uh, my 20th anniversary is coming up in, in March and I set up a phone number for you to call in and leave your message for the 20th anniversary episode. What's the, what, what's the number again? Hold on. Let me find it. Yes, this is an actual telephone number in the 949 area code. 
it actually spells out it's 949 ONS 20th right I actually that actually was available on Google Voice can you believe that isn't that like a 1 in 10 million chance 949 ONS 20th that's 949-667-2084 949-6 I feel like I'm doing a commercial back in back in the 20th century call 949-667-2084 that's 949 ONS 20th leave your message that will be played in the 20th anniversary episode on March 27th 2023 I've already gotten a bunch I'm so happy when I see them coming in please continue you can call multiple times you know please don't be shy we will play all of them I'm so happy to see messages coming in thank you everyone please add your message thank you now from this semi-real 42nd street with horse cops I don't see any coffee leaves though but there is a giant video screen with some sort of weird mechanical bull perhaps you'll encounter something similar here in the other side.
Foster Manufacturing Company, East Grand Forks, Ted's Dairy Service, Red Lake Falls, all under Farm Equipment Incorporated, Tower City. Malibu Grand Prix Entertainment Center, packed wall to wall with the newest, most exciting games anywhere. They got them all! I really could get into this. And at every Malibu, you can get behind the wheel of a Formula race car and race against the clock. Malibu Grand Prix, day or night, for the thrill of it, yeah! the games in it, <laughs> the fun of it. Malibu. In Denver, off I-25 at 58th Avenue.
Hi, my name is Mark. I work at the new Google Engineering Office in Zurich, uh, and this is one of my favourite areas. I think Google came up with the idea for the office basing it very much on the individual. So basically they wanted to um, make sure that everybody had um, the space to be creative in the way that they wanted and everybody has the space also to relax whenever they need it. This is the library, it's one of the relaxation areas within the new office. Um, obviously it's a place where we can uh, borrow and lend books, but also it's a place where you can come and just sit quietly with your laptop. Um, get some work done, have a coffee, and just sort of change environment. Uh, the leisure areas are really, really important. Um, I'd say that within Google, we all work really, really hard, so it's important that when you want to have a break during the day, you can just get away somewhere, sit down maybe with a colleague, have a quick coffee, um, relax, and then go back to desk, refresh. So the uh, library also doubles as a micro-kitchen, and there's a rule within Google that um, nobody's allowed to be more than 100 metres from food. Uh, downstairs we have a very big restaurant, Milliways, where uh, we get free breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, it's uh, pretty flexible, you can go sort of whenever you want, uh, and it's really, really helpful because it means you can just go down, have, some, have a nice meal with your colleagues, you know, have a chat, and then go back to work pretty quickly. I work on the first floor, so one of the easiest ways down to the restaurant is actually down the slide. Um, it's fairly, sleep, fairly steep and fairly fast, uh, and uh, it's not the most dignified way to enter a room, but it's great fun. My favourite things about the building is, uh, are that it's full of mini-environments. So basically, um, if you find that you really need to get away from your desk and go and sit in the quiet somewhere or just um, have some space where you can get creative, there are all sorts of little areas you can do that. So this is one of the uh, phone booths in the office. It's actually a recycled ski gondola. Um, if you just need to make a quick private call, it's uh, the ideal place to come. So as you can see, there are a number of um, different ways of getting around the office. I've just come down from the second floor. Um, the only thing you're not allowed to do on a fire pole is carry your laptop with you. Like coffee, food is absolutely fine. Uh, when I want to relax, I go to the water lounge, which is um, sort of set apart from the rest of the office. You can sit and um, sit in one of the massage chairs, um, just sort of totally switch off for however long you want.
five, four, three, two, one. Twenty-one, a cup of coffee. That was a great game, Craig. Yes, you played well. Thanks, Miss Robinson. Thanks, Neil. Did you get some good pictures? Yes, I'll show them to you as soon as I get them developed. Great, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them too, Neil. Okay, well I'll see you later. See you, Neil. Goodbye, Miss Robinson. Goodbye, boys. Hi, Neil. Have you got those pictures yet? No, but I'll bring them over to your house when I get them. That Joseph Smith is a true prophet. I know that the church is true. I'm grateful to be a member. Brothers and sisters, I'd like to bear my testimony. I know, and I'm so proud of the kids from this ward. Working with them at school has been a great experience. I hope they know how glad I am to be teaching. It. I enjoyed your testimony, Miss. I mean, Sister Robinson. We're glad you're teaching at our school too. Thanks, Neil. Hi, Sister. Uh, Miss Robinson. Hi. Hello, Craig. Hi, Neil. I really like Miss Robinson. So do I. I'm glad she's in our ward. I'm going down to the dark room after school to get those pictures of the game. Do you want to come? Sure. I'll meet you there. Are you sure? Yes, she was pouring a cup of coffee. I don't believe it. Well, it's true. I thought she was such a good member of the church. Shh! Here she comes. Hello, how are you, boys? Uh, fine. How are you? Are those the pictures you took of the game last week, Neil? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see them. Do you have a minute? Sure. Good. I have to take this cup of coffee down to Mrs. Olson. She hasn't been able to get around very well since she broke her ankle, but then I'll be right back. <laughs> She's taking the coffee to Mrs. Olson, and we thought she was going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs>
For many, this is going to sound like something out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, an underground lair beneath the train tracks. But this, as far as we can tell, has nothing to do with crime fighting. In fact, this man cave, as it's being called, actually landed some MTA workers in hot water. News Force John Chandler got some interesting reaction to this. He has the story from the depths of Grand Central Terminal. Grand Central Terminal is one of New York City's architectural wonders, but riders boarding trains on track 114 wondering what's below those tracks would have never guessed this. A secret break room. Honestly, it's kind of innovative. Beneath the tracks at Grand Central Station are all sorts of doors that lead to all sorts of rooms. One of those doors in particular labeled foreman's office, but it turns out in a disciplinary hearing that an electrician said it wasn't just the foreman's office, it was the foreman's little apartment. A fridge with beer, a futon, a flat screen. This was a man cave below the Metro North tracks. Yeah, it matters, but in the current scheme of corruption and misspending of public dollars, uh, it's hard to get excited. I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's small change. But Metro North President Kathy Rinaldi thinks this is a big deal. Completely destroys the reputation of Metro North. It's just, it's, it's so disturbing on so many levels. She sent a team searching thousands of other Grand Central rooms. Inspectors found nothing like the setup that ultimately led to suspensions for three employees. According to the MTA investigators report, a select few workers used it as a man cave to hang out and get drunk and party. These employees should not be doing this when they're on the job. So, so to have this kind of thing set up on work property when they're on the job is, is completely, completely unacceptable. The employees deny using this hangout but left fingerprints everywhere. Receipts, internet clearly routed from one of their phone's hotspots. Supervisors had no idea. If you're just chilling and doing nothing um, and you just want to kick back and like watch Netflix, like that's not cool. Am I paying for it? I pay for a lot of things I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the workers often use the room around overnight shifts and some riders say cut them a break if they're pulling ridiculous shifts and they need a place to crash I uh, they did what they had to do I guess John Chandler News for New York